Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, Race Don't Chase, part one of two. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. You know, most any manager can manage well, or at least look good managing, when times are good. Retention is as easy as it will ever be, budgets tend to grow to hide lack of controls, and others want to join your team, so hiring is easy too. But during tough economic times, like today, the professional manager has to manage with more effectiveness than at almost any other time. She's distracted by her own concerns while having to keep tabs on the concerns of her team. She has to listen to the rumors flying around about layoffs and mergers and industry moves and then apply them not only to her situation, but also make sense of them for her team. And oh yes, she has to do this all and cut costs too. Listen in, we'll share the first rules of budget management in a downturn. Race, don't chase. Here we go. I, I hate to say it, but this is once again one of those casts that really ought to be common knowledge, right? I mean, everybody ought to know about this. Everybody ought to have a boss that teaches them this, but they don't, and so this isn't common knowledge. And well, that's that's why we're here, right? That's why manager tools exist. Yeah, it, it is. It is frustrating though to think about the world acting as if we really know management, right? That's why we always say that the most, one of the most important, I shouldn't say the most, but one of the most important decisions you can make in your career is who you choose to work for. And folks, Ooh. you get, you get to make that choice. That, nice. That's, that's a choice you make. So, yep. you know, work for a great boss, you'll learn great things. Yep. And this is one of those things, right? If, if you don't know, race, don't chase is what we're going to talk about it. And you have a boss that knows it and that boss decides not to teach it to you. Man, that, Man. That's, that's 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 not a good boss. You shouldn't be yeah. working for her, right? Right. So do, do you think there's anyone out there who has been to a class on how to manage budgets, by the way? I, you know, and, and come, it, it, I, I'm sure. The, the, um, um, yeah, there are classes. Do, right? do, you think, do, do you think that they teach us in those classes? No. 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 Okay. And, and to me... Why? I mean, it, it, it just seems, um, well, look, it's a fundamental concept. Every executive knows it in, in some fashion. Um, I, I, it just frustrates me. It feels like we're in the Middle Ages a little bit here where you have to hire a troubadour to go around and sing songs so that people can, can learn things. You know, the, a budgeting class that people go to. And may, tru- maybe tru- it is tru- Troubadour? Are we, is that what we are? We're management troubadours? Uh, please. Let, let, yeah. <laughs> Unless we're in the middle ages, let's not say we're troubadours. That's I, um, yeah. My my kids would tell you that the last thing they want is dad singing publicly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I, don't, I, I interrupted. You were saying something important, and I you no, know, <laughs> not much. I say is important. Um, you know, we we act as though management is a science, but but what we've done is we i don't know the idea that somebody can go to a class and not learn this it's as if budgeting is a practice that is that is unrelated to the idea of profit and revenue and costs and so on and we can somehow i don't know dumb it down to the point where you just follow this step and this step and this step and 
and don't worry about what the company does and don't expect everything to add it all up. Um, I'll never forget an email I got uh, that was forwarded to me privately by a, an executive from the CEO of the company. I think I've talked about this before a couple of years ago where the CEO said um, something to the effect in a long email said, hey, by the way, um, we got all your budget requests. And the gist of the, the long email was we got all your budget requests. And I'm sorry, I, I don't think you understood that we needed to cut 10% from budgets. And um, we just figured out that our budget, uh, every, we added up everybody's budget and, and suddenly um, – our budget just went up 9% rather than going down 10%. And, right. and again, the gist of it was you can't add everybody's budget up, have everybody ask for more money and magically <laughs> cut budgets. It doesn't work that way. Right. The, the idea that, that budgeting is somehow devoid or, you know, disconnected from what companies do and how they do it um, is sad because managers miss opportunities to think about their team and their budget and the money they spend as part of a company, part of an organization, part of a, an entity that they have to manage, that they have to be, they have to have fiduciary responsibility over and be careful and and husband their resources well and develop their resources well and invest and, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope this cast helps a few managers. I, I can't tell you how many times. We've been in a situation where we've had to cut budgets, right? So we send, so we go down, we go, the, we we do the exercise, mm-hmm. and you know, I had one, one time where half my managers. Now this never happened again, by the way, but half the managers came back, and instead of giving me the cuts I asked for, they came back with long justifications of why their budget shouldn't be cut. Yeah, it's like, what about this exercise? Do you not get? Right? Yeah, just boggle. It's a boggler. I think that's a new phrase. Boggler. It's a boggler. That's a boggler. It's not galactically stupid. It's just. A yeah, bo- I like well, boggler. You know, that's I, I, less, I try not to say that anymore, but. Yeah, that's less. I think boggler is less offensive. Yeah. Now, now tell me you're something. A okay. I might. I might make a joke about that. Um, but but what what did you do? Well, I mean, seriously, what did you do when you got back managers? Now these are smart people working for you. I know them. What, what did you get? What did you say, or what did you do when you got these budgets back? That all said, well, you know, I, you really can't cut mine. No, what did I do, or what should I have done? <laughs> no, no. What did you do? Seriously, what did you do? I think the comment was one of those. Look, it. If I have to do your job, I don't <laughs> need you. <laughs> nice. I, yeah. I think I actually did say that, and my my second point was, look at guys. I I you know I've got. A mandate to cut 10%. And so if you come to back to me, if half of you come back to me and tell me why you should not be cut, that means I got to go get 20% from everybody else. Yeah. And, and, and is that, re- is that reasonable? No, it's, it's, it's not reasonable. Folks, you're part of a team and there's no benefit to the team. If you come back and s- telling your boss how you're different than everybody else, because guess what? Everybody else is going to do that as well. So, so okay. So let's yeah. let's help people not make the mistake right. and talk about race don't chase. Right. So, what's on our cast? Okay, five parts. The first two are really simple. Um, they're just descriptions or, or, or explications. The last three have sub bullets. We get into the details of what to do. Um, number one is we're going to define race don't chase. Okay, it's an easy way to remember a fundamental budgeting principle. Uh, number two, we're going to make a key disclaimer about this cast. It's important. We need to do that up front um, because I, I think there will be some some perception. We need to talk about what this cast is not. Um, number three, you've got to the, the way you the way you get to an effective race don't chase mentality is the first thing is you know your budget. 
um, every month versus plan versus company versus industry. Uh, number four, you plan your budget cuts and you plan them faster than the market, more than your boss wants. You may have to present multiple options. You you know where cuts are expected based on talking to your boss and others, and you know where to look as well. Uh, we'll make a couple of suggestions about where to look. Um, and may surprise people. And then lastly, you know your budget, you plan your budget, and then you report your budget. And I think a lot of managers miss this. You need to be good at presenting it. Uh, if you present it sloppily, there will be perceptions that you thought sloppily, and you don't want to be defending your recommendations in front of a bunch of senior people. Um, because it's likely that those senior people who you're defending it to do this all the time. They cut budgets. So you got to follow procedures. you got to show your cuts. And one more thing we're going to leave off with being discreet about, about budgets. Good. Yeah, this this whole that outline just brings back terrible and great memories for me. Yeah, when, when, when you were you were at MCI, of course, and then you were at WorldCom, which was a huge culture shift. So you saw budgets in growth, and you also saw budgets maybe not in death spirals, but at least. Um, uh, oh, dude, dude, when when you did you go bankrupt? It's yeah, called okay, a death sorry. spiral. Yeah, 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 yeah it, it was a death it, spiral. It, it, it helps helps to have a felonious CEO taking you bankrupt. Um, yeah, so. yeah, he was. Uh, let's move right along here. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> nothing behind that curtain. Yeah. Nothing worth talking about. It, that's for sure. So let's get let's get race don't chase defined. What what is it first? As my daughter Kate would say, good plan. Um, race don't chase simply means that in an economic downturn, when your revenues begin to fall off, you cut expenses faster than the data you're getting about revenues suggests you should. Rather than getting data about last month's spending and then spending less than last month's revenues this month, you make your expenses race your revenues to the bottom of, of the downturn, hoping actually that you beat them there. And if your expenses drop faster than your revenues do in a down market, folks, you can actually make money in a down market, which is what great organizations do. Right. The problem here is that expenses are going to trend up regardless, yeah, yeah, right? They're, they're, they're yeah, going to go to, they're going to continue to trend up unless you yeah, do something it's not, different. Horseman's law of budget costing inertia, costs that are in upward motion tend to stay in upward motion. <laughs> because our spending right. habits tend to lag market and revenue input. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, we, we, we only notice it six months later and then it, by then it's too late. Right. And to be clear, if it were easy to make lots of money while not spending anymore, well, then we wouldn't be used to 5% profit yeah. margins. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have to spend when revenue goes up, Look, even if only for cost of goods. Yeah. Rep, spending goes up when, when, when revenue goes up because you have to make some more stuff, right? Uh, it would be great if you could keep your costs the same and revenue just kept going up. It, and that really would be nice. Um, um, what, what happens essentially is at the top of the market, so to speak, um, there are a couple of months where the growth slows and then it stops, but that, that, that costing inertia spending is still increasing for all kinds of justifiable reasons, right? Right. Exactly. And then when the alarm bells sound, managers are told to cut back, they're given a target, let's say 2%. Yeah, exactly. And then the vicious little secret is we're given that target based on what the market has done so far. So we take our already loss-causing budgets. Remember, we spent too much last month. That's what a loss is, more spending than revenue. Um, and we reduce those loss-causing budgets by what the market already did. 
you know, and at least in this idealized classroom situation, it's never this financially tidy, of course. Next month, we have an, another 2% revenue loss, and we've only cut spending by 2%, putting us in another monthly loss situation. If you simply chase revenues to the bottom of the curve, economic theory and managerial behavioral theories tell us that we will have spent every month of that recession or that downturn losing money. Right. So let's, let's make it really clear. So the first month, at the end of the month where you've lost 2% revenue, you cut 2%. So you've right. lost 2% that month. Right. right. The following month. But, having- but remember, remember, the month that you cut 2% out of your budget it is, is the month after you charted the revenue that was less than your cost that are still going up. Exactly. So for the following month, you will have cut your expenses by 2%, but your total revenue will be down 4%. Exactly. So you lose another 2%. And, there you and, go. And that is the whole chasing phenomenon. Right. And then at the end of the cycle, when the market begins to turn, we will have been not making a profit. Exactly. <laughs> right. And that's that's what losing money is in, yeah. in one way. And that's important because profit is what we spend as capital. And here's one of my pet peeves, uh, um, just to say that, hey, folks, when when big companies make billions of dollars in profit, uh, the CEO doesn't get all that. Uh, yeah, the know, executives don't he, get all he that. He or she may wish they got it all, but they don't. Yeah. Uh, they use that as capital to invest in the next upswing in the market. Yeah, but but without those profits, we don't have money that our competitors might have, right? Because maybe their managers knew race don't chase and they got their costs down quickly. Their costs were already down at the bottom as as the revenues marched down toward them. And so every month, maybe they're making less and less money, but they're still making money. They're still profitable. Um, when the industry were in first turn, they raced to the bottom. Um, again, they made more money during the entire downturn, maybe less than they would have made in an up market. But, but it's not so important during the downturn, as you said. It's important at the bottom. We now have cop- capital we can use to buy competitors who haven't been profitable or invest in new plants or new services when prices are good. And the early years of the, the turnaround, when nobody else has any money, give us a good return on our investment. We earn our money back pretty quickly. Right. And so the bottom line is raise your revenue to the bottom by cutting expenses more than early indications suggest, and you'll make money even in a bad market and be more ready for the next growth cycle. That is inevitable. Yeah. I mean, that, I know a lot of theory, but, but <laughs> yeah. it, it's not a theory. It's actually we're recommending a set of managerial behaviors here. Um, it, it's important to note here. I think we've alluded to this already, that that uh, company budgets, folks, are the sum of all of the company's manager's budgets. It's not like your budget isn't involved. Your budget is not only not going to get spared, particularly if you work for Mike, and you go, oh, no, you, you have. You cut nothing. I'll take 20% from these other guys. Um, th- th- there's really a solid case to be made that your budget should not be spared. Um, the company may in fact be greater than the sum of its parts, certainly more great, greater than the sum of its financial parts, but it's not because there's like this pot of profit or something in the CFO's office and, and she scoops stuff out of her once in a while, slathers it on a bad month and makes things okay. I think sometimes the, in the modern world, this idea of managing to quarterly earnings expectations, which by the way, manager tools doesn't agree with, um, um, I, I think any, any time you talk to the street about, uh, um, 
about quarterly expectations you're managing, not only for the short term, but you're managing for your stock price, which is the stock price is a result and not a, a cause. Um, I'm sure I'll get some mail about that. Nevertheless, um, if every manager begins to believe that, well, I don't understand how it connects, so therefore I'll assume somebody else will do what they need to do. Believe me, there are 80% of the rest of the managers in the company that are thinking the same thing as you. And that's not executive thinking. And if you want to get promoted and you want to go around thinking that, you're going to be in trouble. All right. And by the way, all you CFOs out there, now that we've sent this message, you can just send in, you yeah. can just send in your bonus to us yeah, no, for no. having made your job a lot easier. <laughs> okay. So glad we laid it out that way for everyone. So next, next on our, our list of things was we have a key disclaimer. What is that? Yeah, the, simple. This is not a cast about budgets. So, so our point is this, this cast is about budget in a very specific instance. Yeah. Yeah, some of our listeners are going to feel with this cast um, that some of this assumes they know stuff that they don't. And, and folks, we don't mean to do that. We don't. Um, we we have many, many, many future casts coming in the future about budgeting. Uh, um, all of our recommendations, we promise, will come out in due course, just not today. We had to start somewhere. We didn't think starting with Budgeting Basics 101 in this situation was necessarily the best thing to do. I, I do see this cast still slightly different. It, it, it's about it, it's really about managerial economics in a downturn. So, anyway. Right. Okay. So then let's get on with the steps. Onto okay. the, uh, the sub-bullets, and there are many. The first one is know your budget. Yeah, we could spend a month on this alone, this topic, this cast, this part of the cast alone. Here now is Horseman's first law of managerial budgeting. The effective manager knows his or her budget perfectly. Yeah, I love the word perfectly. Mm-hmm. And, and just to be clear, we really mean that. Every line, every dime, every amount, every month, no matter how much. Yeah, to the penny. Yeah, I mean, to the penny. You know it like you know the Pledge of Allegiance if you're, uh, you know, if you're from the U.S. You know it the way you know the back of your hand. You spout it. If you don't look, if you don't know what your costs are, how can you have any confidence about your profitability? Okay, and, and please don't tell us that 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 oh you you don't have any revenues, so therefore you don't have any profitability. If you have costs and you're not managing beneath your targets, then you're not helping pro- profitability. Uh, and and look, folks, since Drucker is right, and the purpose of a company is to create a customer, and profit is necessary for creating future customers, every manager is obligated to contribute effort to creating profit to assure the future of the company. So, since every manager does not create revenues, in fact, we all know very few do, right? Um, And Drucker's very good about this, by the way, right? He says, you're just a cost center, you're not a revenue, you're not a profit center. Um, Since we know every manager doesn't create revenues, every manager must then learn to manage costs. This is the core, fundamental, fiduciary, financial, managerial, economic principle that every effective manager knows his or her budgets perfectly and and by and that's because in order to manage costs you must start by knowing them and the document the pro the process the procedure by which most companies document and manage costs is your budget right and 
let me go off topic here in just a second. Um, sure. There is a disturbing trend under difficult circumstances where budgets are being um, taken to a higher level. So where a senior manager used to have a budget, he or she no longer has budget, and now the director is managing it oh, directly. Oh. Um, and if you have the ability to influence that, that is exactly the opposite direction to go. Yep. Push budgets and that responsibility as far down as you possibly can. It makes no sense to have a manager with no budget authority. And then the first time they have to manage a budget, it's $15 million. Exactly. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, what, we have a future cast on this, right? But, but, but it actually talks about how to give your subordinates budgets when, you, when, when the company does not. Right. Yeah. You can. You can look. You can create a situation where you sign off on stuff, but it's their budget, right? But budget authority means you can sign off on things, but that doesn't mean they don't. You can't break out your spreadsheet for them, right? Exactly. D- doesn't mean you can't divvy it up. So we, we, um, if you're not doing that, if you think finally I've got a budget and you wish you'd had one last year when you didn't, when you didn't, then gosh darn it, give it to the pe- person who's now in your who's in the job you used to have. Teach him or her. How to manage a budget when it's five thousand or ten thousand rather than as much fifteen million? Holy right. man! And so there, and so there is one of thirty cast in the future on yeah. on budgets. Twenty eight, okay. thirty, <laughs> twenty nine. We should do twenty nine. <laughs> and just to be clear, we're talking about all costs, not just yeah. some, all your costs, all everything. I, I, look, I, I think I, I could be wrong here, but I think most managers who have budgets have what we call line item budgets. Now. Folks, if you don't know what that is, sorry, but think of this example. If your personnel development budget is, let's say, $1,000 and your travel budget is $500, you can't spend $1,500 on personnel development and justify it by saying you didn't spend it on travel, that you didn't, you spent zero on travel. There are budgets like that. They're called block budgets. Um, but I think it's fair to say that in the future it's going away. And part of the reason that we had block budgets before was because we didn't have computational power and the time and the resources to spend to, to manage all of that um, at, at a granular level, at the managerial level. And so we lumped them all together. And by the way, I, you, to your point about uh, uh, aggregating budgets up, I know a couple of companies who do that, and it's just mind-boggling. I know, I know assistant vice presidents who have 200 people working for them and don't have a budget. It's just... I That's mean, incredible. It, 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 it is. It's monumentally... Um, not effective. I, I wouldn't want to say it's galactically stupid, but it's monumentally not effective. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I, I do think block budgets, uh, fair to say they're probably going away in the future. Uh, and again, folks, I'm, we're talking about large organizations, profit-seeking organizations. We understand this is a little bit different for nonprofits, although most nonprofits I know do have line-item budgets. Um, and, and look, at by all costs, folks, we mean every line, every line, every month, every amount that you spend. The sharpest managers we know are the ones who, whether it's their predilection or not, whether they, they're they like Mike or like me, whether they like this stuff or not, Mike likes it, I don't, whether they prefer to do it or not, they are damn bloody good at it. You don't get paid to do what you like. You get paid to do what your job requires of you. Drucker asks, what can I contribute? If you're a manager, you better contribute budget control. Okay. They know what each line is for each month. When they're in a meeting and somebody says, how much do we spend on that? You can say, I have that line. It's X. And X sounds like this. It was $13,431.81. 
or lacking that, if you can't do that, you have that document burnt into a, a, a copy that you can carry around with you or in your PDA and you can say, hold on just one second, I've got that number, it's X. Um, they know what months are different if they are, and they know why they're different, whether it's the number of weeks, depending upon how the budget is counted, uh, or, or whether it's a number of working days, which makes a difference. I'm always amazed that people, they just divide it by 12 and then they wonder why February is always off. Well, <laughs> there's a different, it's like 10% different in the number of days. And then everybody just says, well, fe- fe- February always messes us up. You just look around like, who, who here's done this before? Um, you know, they know what months are different. They know the number, whether it's number of weeks, working days, operate, whether it's the operating shifts in the plant. Sometimes, uh, another thing that happens is, is, um, budgets change and timing changes around, um, uh, daylight savings time. And people are wonder why there's a little blip. Hey, we went to daylight savings time. That changes things. Okay. Uh, whether there are travel blackouts due to holidays, order processing holidays due to systems changes and so on so that revenue doesn't get credited or, or costs to get de- delayed uh, because of a systems change. Um, I just, yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about knowing it that well, where, you know, seasonality, you know, all those issues. And then yeah. you, they, they don't just submit a budget and only pay attention to it when they're told there's a problem. They're, yeah, they're exactly. managing it every week. Yeah. Exactly. That reminds me, I was going to blog recently about the American Airlines commercials um, where they have a conference with a couple of guys trying to get out of it because it was so bad. Right. Trust falls. And uh, it was really it was bad. <laughs> yeah. We actually called it the anti manager tools conference. Um, and 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 what I'm thinking is the manager, that manager who thinks his budget will manage itself is the anti manager tools budget manager. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So now, now the important question, how, how do we do this? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not hard. Now, if you don't have a budget right now, it'll sound hard, but it's really not. If you have a budget, you'll get this. Um, look, you'll be getting reports. If you have a budget, if you have a budget and you're not getting reports, it's because your previous boss probably sucked at this and that's why you have the job or they're still sending your budget reports to someone else's email address. So you get the that's reports. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I'm amazed. I had a guy six weeks into his job. He says, you know, I'm supposed to be getting weekly budget reports, but I don't. How, how many weeks has it been? Six. Um, yeah, sure, sharing your budget what? report, you know, like like allowing that to happen and not knowing I, where it is. It, six, it's so kind of after like the first week. What caused you not to do something before the second week? Ah, I've been really busy. Do you have a death wish? I mean, seriously. Well, it, it's kind of like. Um, traveling with a, a, a group in your company somewhere and, and just like, you know, you're missing your toothbrush and you know, there was a pile of toothbrushes. You don't know who's using it. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That that's yeah. Yeah. Okay. So look, what you do is you get your, but you go find where you need to do it. You find out who you need to talk to and you go get your budget reports every month. And if you're smart, you'll get them early. And, 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 um, and it's predictable when you get them. If you don't know when you're going to get them, just ask. Some nice clerk will be happy to have a, have a manager who finally pays attention to his or her reports. And every month you get your little report and you sit down in your little cube and you ignore the little toast on your screen and you study that damn report until you're full well sick of it, until you could recite it better than your most often used web password. That's what you do. You, you, you literally carve out time. After you spend time with your people, 
managerial economics suggests that one of the top two or three things you do after people in strategy, um, and, and for most managers, strategy is, is really about um, the, the key big projects and tasks. After that, the time that doesn't get messed with on your calendar is time to review and know and study, analyze uh, your budget so every you're month. Say, so you're saying spend time with it? Yeah. Okay. I, I know there's like a collective like gasp of... Of, of joy out there as we've shown them some very effective shortcuts that they can yeah. use to get through this. Who, who wants short? You, you know, um, um, <clears throat> you know how you get to Everest, you, you know, how you get to the top of Everest, right? You start walking and you, you know, you walk every step. It's, you don't, you don't fly up there. You walk. Um, and look, look, the great thing about budgets, I, I hate to say this, um, but based on my experience in the land of the blind, the one eyed manager is King. Some things lend themselves to shortcuts, shortcuts, um, but, and we'll share those in the future. One of those 29 casts. Um, but wouldn't it be nice if everybody learned the right way before we all learn the shortcuts? If we're not careful, pretty soon everybody will just be teaching shortcuts. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this. It just occurred to me that, that budging really is, it's just a microcosm of management, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes <laughs> just like everything else we talk about. It takes sustained effort. It, it, tends to kind of lean toward the routine boring routine, stuff yeah and it rewards concerted effort and continuous improvement it resists silver bullets and fire and forget thinking it's yeah, just silver like bullet thing. don't you think i mean people well you you've seen people come up and say Here, here's my situation what do i do okay you, you know yeah. it took you six months to manage yourself into this hole and you think you can snap your fingers and get out of it yeah um yeah, it's boring, it's routine, it's not sexy, it's not pretty, it's not dramatic. I've told people this before. It's like tectonic plates, it's not a volcano, and it works just as well as those tectonic plates. Giving long enough, given long enough tectonic plates will give us Everest. And, and, and concerted effort and paying attention and sitting in your cube and ignoring people for a little while because it's important um, will get you budget success. Uh, and, and again, there are many more, many more casts to come. Some in our audience will want it to be easy and fast. Okay, I'm one of them, but it's not. And long after you're gone, having wished for easy and fast, management will be here delivering profits, developing people, and contributing to the well-being of mankind. Um, I, seriously, is this a great job or what? I, I love it. Okay. Well, everyone, we'll end that up for today, and we'll finish up the cast next week. In the meantime, we'll see you in the discussion forums. Hey, if you don't mind, take a few moments and vote for Manager Tools, as well as some of your other favorite podcasts at the Podcast Awards, www.podcastawards.com. There's also a link on the website. For us who are doing podcasting, this is about the closest to an Emmy or an Oscar we'll ever get, so we appreciate your vote. All right, folks, we'll see you next week. So long. So long.